Warning, this podcast may contain explicit content. Parental approval advised. Welcome to another episode of Speed Limit Podcast. And today's guest, he is a level 60 Tauren warrior. He's a tank. And he was the former guild leader of Problem Solvers. And he is now currently tanking for Crimson Krell. So please welcome Ultimate. It says... You give a poor man a fish and you feed him for a day. You teach him to to fish. You give him, you give him Hello, hello. Hi there. How's it going, man? Always good. What are you up to tonight? Uh, nothing. I was just watching the raid. Who's streaming now? You know, a few people, right? I think uh, Zana was one of them. Seems like there's uh, at least like four people that are streaming. I wonder if they had to communicate on which uh, uh to stream tonight or in any other raid. Oh yeah, Warblade um, and Mal is also streaming, so that's at least... So Crimson Crawl, you're the first one that I talked to from uh, that guild. Seems like it's a it's a big it's a big enough guild, but it seems like everything is enclosed and more of like a private guild. Uh, I think a lot of the people are international. There's a lot of Europeans, people from uh, England, Australia, New Zealand, Asia. Uh, also, probably the average age of the guild is older. Mm-hmm. Is that the, I guess the raid times on that is uh, particularly late or is it earlier? Well, there's two raid groups. Uh, There is the morning raid group, Sapphire, which is tailored more towards the international players, which is uh, Saturdays and Sundays at 8 or 9 a.m. And the main raid group uh, is Wednesdays and Sunday nights even though both groups clear everything in one night so they're doing everything on Wednesday night uh, the night raid and then the morning raid is doing everything on Saturday morning because they clear Oni, MC, BWL all in under four hours nice kind of we're getting in that uh, direction too on the, our guild purge <clears throat> and um, do they know that uh you have a character here? In the yeah, pretty much everyone does. Yeah. Cool, cool. I don't know if Scene does, but I know pretty much all the other officers do. Mm-hmm. I, see. I mean, obviously, they probably don't care about that kind of stuff anyway. Um, I mean, why would they? Or why would anybody, unless there's a, uh, like a heavy shit that happened in between guilds, which, you know, purchase like a new guild. I mean, it's used to be a scarab but it's like that's far gone so so why did you uh, choose a uh, hunter particularly I always make a hunter alt I've played the game ever since it came out every expansion pretty much except the last couple um, yeah vanilla burning crusade wrath of the lich king kana Legion. I made a hunter alt for all those. Panda. I made I made a hunter alt for all those. Brand new from fresh. Mm-hmm. So I'd always be my main character that I make a hunter alt to make money. 
professions and stuff like that. That's the same thing I've done now. Um, I just like playing hunters. Me too. I think it's one of my favorite class. I had a debate between a hunter or a shaman. Um, seen since I'd never had the experience of playing shaman back in vanilla, because uh, my main was a night elf hunter back in vanilla, and I always wanted to uh, try out a shaman, so I went for a shaman. But I regret it and love it at the same time, because you know you mentioned the mainly farming and when i researched the farm on uh dunmorg with the chest grind or whatever you call it a shaman would probably need a group of three or even maybe just a couple of uh, people that goes with them for uh, uh jump runs yeah things are much better optimized and balanced in burning crusade um i i I really like Burning Crusade more because you can play almost any class in Burning Crusade and, and it's balanced pretty well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. When it came to the Burning Crusade, I think before people even had a choice on their favorite uh, expansion, you know, I never thought as Burning Crusade that's my uh, first uh, pick because I never thought about it. Um, I think when it came to, I think right after Legion, that's when I started uh thinking about burning crusade because that because that expansion remind reminded me so much about uh burning crusade you know you yeah. know how uh illidan was insta there and they brought him back so i was very excited yeah i liked uh the content uh and the difficulty of the best of burning crusade uh, wrath of the lich king introduced rated uh battlegrounds bc had arena but there was no rated battlegrounds so i actually I, I think Burning Crusade was the best error, but I I enjoyed probably Wrath more because of the rated battlegrounds that are introduced. If they had just had rated battlegrounds in Burning Crusade, it would have been near perfect. Yeah, all of my friends really like Wrath. I think it's their top uh, two, or either Wrath or Burning Crusade is, are, are their favorite uh, expansion. Uh, for me, I think. Burning Crusade would probably tap all all of the expan- expansions out because uh, it's the very first. I mean, it's the very first expansion, but it's you in this urge of when playing classic from level one to sixty and uh, raiding. You know, all the raids out there from you know MC two Nax, and, and there's nothing more to offer after that. And when they they uh, announce the expansion, it's like it's literally you know it's an outer world experience. It's the most memorable and it's the best PVE content uh, for sure. It's definitely the best air for raiding. I believe the twenty five mans are perfect. Karazhan was probably the best raid ever. The ten mans, yeah, like Karazhan, the, yeah. And when it, Wrath, Burning Crusade, and Vanilla, I played the game for raiding. Uh, after Wrath, I feel like when the Lich King died in Wrath, I feel like that's when PvE died. I feel like when the Lich King died, raiding died. And so after that point, I pretty much just PvP'd in Kata and onwards, and, and I enjoyed the PvP of Kata and Panda. I didn't enjoy the raiding. I feel like it was garbage after the Lich King died, the way that they just kept making things easier and easier and everything the same. So I, I, I really enjoyed just the first two expansions the best, and then after that, to me, just didn't really care about writing anymore after that 
yeah the same i think the same thing for me and um one of my one of my friends um this was before when we played classic when we played vanilla we were uh, all of us were alliance and then we got into a point where we need we need some type of uh another kind of kind of a version of other side of the game which we created horde characters after yeah right after lich king uh rather the lich king came out because um i think my first character was a uh blood elf uh death knight on that so we created that all on top of that i, I also like uh, leveled you know a hunter and a couple of uh, characters from level one to um which is at like uh seven eighty ninety no eighty level eighty is the max for wrath of the Lich king right yes so anyway before before they released cataclysm my uh, one particular friend of mine was was very excited but when they announced the the change of uh, talent trees, he was just done, like completely done. Like he lost it. Like, like he didn't go crazy or anything. He just said, like, I'm not interested anymore because they changed this, and I'm quitting. And since that day, he never came on, and he never went back to even play the classic or um, any other expansion out there. The uh, I, it's the tiers that they did and. One through nine was good. I wish that there was a way that they could kind of take sort of what old school RuneScape does. And when they release new content, it doesn't completely devalue everything else that you've ever done. If there's a way that they could just keep the level the same, just keep it at 60, and then keep the gear just getting slowly better, mm -hmm. and still have a reason to do the older content. If there's a way that you could do Vanilla, Burning Crusade, and Wrath of the Lich King all as one game, all the tiers, all at once in one schedule uh, without just completely making everything else pointless after that two years, to me, it would just make the game better. It's interesting that you uh, mentioned that because um, they're not really sure of what what they're going to do yet, but it seems like they're going forward for the Burning Crusade uh, expansion uh, classic. They're talking about, uh, they're also talking about some sort of a uh, classic plus which would probably bring some of the stuff the stuff that you're talking about, which it it's probably make makes it more interesting. So I can already tell you what they're gonna do, at least in the short term. Basically three things. Uh so they will have like when Burning Crusade was launched, there were fresh servers and then you had the continuation servers. They made fresh servers. And I created a character in one of those fresh servers from start. They're going to do the same thing. There'll be fresh servers where you can start out at level one and level your paladins and shamans at the same time as everyone else. There will mm -hmm. be what, what I hear is that they're also, they're not going to allow you to just copy things over like they, like on a PTR. They're going to do a one-time global copy where they will copy the servers one time for a burning crusade server. And that's the only time they do it. And they're doing that so that people can't screw up the economy with copying and deleting and trading and copying and deleting. So they're going to do a one-time global copy of all the characters on the server. It'll just be mm -hmm. like a brand new server. And then they'll still have um, the vanilla servers that stay 60 forever. Um, so there's basically three options. Fresh server, continue with Burning Crusade, or just stay in vanilla. And, and most people will either start from fresh or they'll go to Burning Crusade. There's not going to be that many people who just 
stay in classic in the short term. Which probably will make it easier on their side. You don't they don't have to um you know specifically choose a character to to copy. They could just do it all at once. Um, you know, kind of kind of like picking and choosing on which one to copy. Let's say if I wanted to um go ahead and move my character to the Burning Crusade uh, uh classic servers, then you know, I have to sign up for it and says, Okay, I'm I'm up for it versus have all of them having to choose exactly copy everything and put it in and transferring it into one and that i could see that more like a time consuming thing too yeah and they have do. no plans on doing classic plus burning crusade is the easy thing for them to do they don't have to make any new content all they do, you know there's it's very unlikely they're going to do classic yeah, putting too much effort in that, you know, how Blizzard is really, if uh, in their case, from what they've been kind of doing along the run, you know, um, there's no, there's not really much improvement of what they're uh, doing each ex- expansion, like you mentioned, uh, after Wrath of the Lich King, every boss out there is pretty much easier and um, uh, uh, pretty much dumbed it down, Um uh, that's why it's not even like interesting on uh, rating anymore. Maybe to some people, but it still lose that. Uh, you lose that sense of um, like toughness in the game. Yeah. So classic is all about what you do before the raid starts, while retail is all about what you do during the raid. That's the biggest difference. Classic is just preparation pre-raid, the organization. And uh, retail is just actually your skill in the raid. And there's yeah, there's no more attunement either in um, retail. I mean, attunement could be a pain in the ass, but what made Burning Crusade so fun is it was the most difficult. Everything there were heroic keys for everything. It took you forever to progress. The rep, everything, doing the heroics, having to use CC. It's the only expansion where you really had to use CC in the heroics. You you had to use CC. Heroics could, I mean, hunters could misdirect and trap, and you could actually see the difference in skill in raiding. In, in the actual raids, you could actually see hugely the difference in skill levels just in heroics. When you do dungeons and classic, you, you're not seeing, uh, there's no one that's standing out in dungeons hardly. But in heroics, in Burning Crusade, people actually stand out. You can actually see who the good players are very quickly. Yeah, isn't that why they uh, created this mythic dungeons in uh, retail? To kind of just let people do um they want to do in, in terms of the difficulty of the dungeon. Let's say like a hardcore gamer, a WoW player would want to would want more um challenge. Do you think that's why they did that in Mythic Dungeon? Burning Crusade was perfect in the way that you just had two levels. You only had normal and you had heroic, and I think that's the right amount. Like in retail, I think there's three levels, maybe four, but there's like at least three. And that's too much. I think that's just laziness on the creators. And I don't like the random generation. I like that if you go and kill a boss, there's certain loots that can drop. And those, you know exactly what can drop. There's no random element to if this item drops, it has this, this, or that. And I I think the rating content should be the priority. And the highest level skilled raiders should be able to get the best gear and there shouldn't be this random generation from doing these weeklies and dailies and mythic dungeons. I mean, sure you should be able to get some decent gear, but it shouldn't be anything comparable to the rating gear. Yeah. It's more like a, 
it's less content but more stuff to do in one dungeon you know there's like three different like you said five uh, four different mythic dungeons potentially if they created three dungeons but uh three levels four levels in those dungeons you'll have like like 15 or 12 uh things to do but at the same time that's pretty boring you'll be in those three dungeons like forever and nothing else to do now instead of they've changed kind of like this has been for like 10 years now with all the achievements and with the mounts like they they put so much focus on creating these new mounts that people want to buy in a cash shop they they waste so much time on that sort of making them these rewards instead of cash shop things they have all these achievements they have pets they have this and that they have all these things free to do in the game that are just pointless waste of time it's just a it's just a complete waste of time and in that aspect i much prefer classic and burning crusade is that when you're playing the game there's a semi-purpose you're actually preparing for this raid you're doing something for the raid or you're doing something for pvp you're not just running around doing all this busy stuff that has no other purpose than besides getting some achievement that says oh i did this in the game but it doesn't really help me raid it doesn't help me pvp it's basically nothing and i feel like the game has become about nothing there is no real purpose anymore as far as retail goes mm-hmm. and they <clears throat> i think i remember when they started it's exactly uh released the achievement is before burning crusade came out yeah you know, like i had the uh, hand of they had like the hand of badal and the champion of naru mm-hmm. uh, stuff. when it came out then you know I didn't mind because it was something new. Thinking about it now, you're mentioning, you know, it's not, it's really just there to... Well, us. yeah, I mean, it was cool when you had, like, the exploration stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. get an achievement for exploring all the areas, get, like, mounts and stuff like that, but whenever you start having a million different achievements and, like, uh, having, like, an archaeology skill and different things that are just... You're just running around doing nothing. Like, they, they don't help your rating. They don't help your PvP. There really is no purpose to them. And any anytime I do anything in life, I think of two things that there's one of two things that I should be doing. Anytime I do anything, I think that I should be either doing something that is meaningful, that has some sort of purpose or goal, or to make a memory. And so in a game, if I'm just doing dailies and weeklies and this busy work, it's not really meaningful and I'm not making a memory. Rating, you feel like there's this goal. And you might be making a memory. And the same thing with PvP. Like there's like you're making a memory or there's some sort of goal or purpose. But they've moved the game away from that meaningful memory type stuff to it's just there's no you're not doing any of that. It's just kinda like you're just being a zombie. When it comes to that too, like RPing is more meaningful than do uh, like you mentioned, uh, doing the archaeology thing, which is pretty boring. Like I never leveled that on my own. Um I mean, fishing I could see because that could potentially uh, buff your uh, characters if you're meaning to get all your um, uh, skills up for the fishing boss for uh, ZG. Yeah, I remember the uh, Lurker in Burning Crusade as well. Uh, The Lurker below. And I'm still annoyed about Winter Squid no longer existing. Winter Squid for... Is that... That's another buff, right? Yeah, it's agility food. Yeah, that's really interesting take on doing something meaningfully. Yeah, that's that's the reason why I never like, I never thought thought about it that 
never thought about it that way when I was trying to figure out what the deal is in archaeology. I mean, there's like a mount that you can get, but I never really leveled it. Like, and, and that's kind of like to the lesser of evils extent. It's like they just kept going down that spiral to where you have all these dailies and weeklies and all these chores. It's just like chores. It's like you got to do your chores. Mm-hmm. And I did understand a little bit of um, the reputation grind for Burning Crusade when it came to flying mount the one of the drakes that's all i wanted and i spent my time on that wasted my time pretty much if that's what you want to call it too but how would you how would you um compare that to that reputation grinding but i think burning crusade they did it they did it as well as they ever have i feel like the reputations uh, you know that was optional you know they had a different couple different types of mounts um i think they did that well um i i Whenever they had Kata, they completely re- made it to where you could fly everywhere. I, that kind of ruined the game. Like in Outland, I don't really like the flying, but it's designed for the flying, and you still can't fly in Azeroth. Uh, so it didn't feel that bad. And I really, like as a druid, for example, in Burning Crusade, you could go to Flight Form, and then you could turn into a bear, and then you could feral charge from the sky. You, yeah. you could literally bear bomb someone from the sky. That was fun. Um, there's all sorts of things that you could do with the, so I didn't mind the flying mounts and stuff like that in Outland itself, because it wasn't in the rest of the game. And so there was, I feel like everything was just balanced really well. Like it was the best air is, is the Burning Crusade. Like everything they did was really well. I don't really have any complaints about Burning Crusade, except the fact that they did not have rated battlegrounds. Yeah, I don't remember the rated on that. I I just remember battlegrounds and the starting on that was kind of fun, crazy. Yeah, they had arena. They had a rated arenas. Is they introduced the arenas, but the battlegrounds they didn't have rated battlegrounds until rapidly. And that's kind of one of the reasons why classic uh, people get bored, um, and a lot of people quit uh, at the start of the game and will continue to quit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people quit in mm-hmm. phase two because they realize that the PvP is not as fun as they thought it would be. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I had I really had fun on phase two, the the way that uh, they released it, it was it was just crazy. I mean, it's kind of chaotic, but I think that's the point of it. Yeah, but uh, people like to see like skill being rewarded, uh, and so like the current PvP system doesn't really reward skill; it just rewards time. Um. And so the people who really enjoy PvP will come back for Burning Crusade uh, for the arena. You think uh, there's going to be more people that are coming back uh, versus Classic? Burning Crusade will be more popular than Classic. Well, let me me rephrase that. The start may have less people, but I think the sustainability and the people who continue to play, I think the percentage of people that quit Burning Crusade will be less. I think the percentage of people who quit classic is pretty high mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. half, well over half, probably like 75%. Um, and I think the percentage of people who quit burning crusade will be much less and much slower. <clears throat> people who start burning crusade, I think much more will finish towards the end. Yeah. Especially if they time this correctly, you know, by the end of, uh, Naxxoramas, um, there's nothing that they can release then. Um, if you're uh, if you're right about not having a classic plus, which 
it, it sounds like it's going to become true, you know, um, considering that there's much work in it to be uh, done. And, uh, you know, the time that they have is probably like freaking limited. Um, problem is Shadowlands. That's the real problem. Shadowlands is the problem because mm -hmm. they're going to probably time Shadowlands to be, I don't know, two or three months after Naxx. Uh, I don't know how they're going to time it exactly, but I'm sure they're going to time it in a way. Uh, and then at that point, I don't think they're going to make the same mistake and release Burning Crusade too soon after Nax. Mm -hmm. So there probably will be a period, of, a good period of time after Nax and Shadowlands is released before they do Burning Crusade. I, I, I would get if I had to guess, I would say Shadowlands will be two months or so after Nax, and then Burning Crusade will be at least two or three months after Shadowlands. <clears throat> and to that point on, everybody would be, most of the people that plays Classic would be ready then. I mean, if they can uh, transfer their all, even if they had to transfer all the characters, you know, um, I think the majority of people are going to do it since they need more content to play. You know, I mean, especially like the people that are clearing raids here and there of as fast as they can there's probably going to be a lot of people that still need gear from each uh raids but at the same time why would they need to if they can go to burning crusade and uh start there you know so a lot of people too they remember how difficult things used to be and they're just not that difficult anymore because people min and max and they know everything and people think AQ40 is going to be so difficult and they think Nax is going to be so difficult. It's going to be harder than Molten Core and it's going to be harder than Blackwing Lair. But people are going to clear it the first week, probably, pretty easily. Um, not sure about this server, but it's not going to be near as difficult as what people think it is. It's definitely going to kill some guilds because it will require more attention to detail and uh, there's a lot of people in a lot of the guilds now that mechanically speaking are not going to do well in AQ40 and Nax. But it's not going to be anywhere near as difficult as what people think it is. Yeah, I get what you're saying. When before BWL uh, released, you know, it was exactly the same thing that people were talking about. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It is hard, but people cleared it over uh, three hours or so. Yeah, well, I mean, BWL, we did, I did BWL last week in like uh, 75 minutes. I mean, I think the actual official time was an hour and 27, but it was really more like 75 minutes. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, even BWL, like Fireball is supposed to be the hardest fight, but it actually becomes a pretty easy fight once the tanks know what they're doing and they just taunt back and forth. It's very easy, actually. Veil ends up becoming the hardest fight because the DPS are super impatient. And so then you have to switch your strategies on Vel and have a super threat-oriented tank that just goes all out and actually command that the DPS be patient for a few seconds. So yeah. your hardest fight yeah. switches from Fireball to Vel is typically what happens. It was used to be a thing back then to wait five Sunders before uh, engaging into a full uh, DPS. It's still you got to watch your threat still, but it used to be a thing back then. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, well, people used to have to use shields. Now, like, I dual wield dagger. And so, like, on Veil, for example, I, I pop a rage potion right at the start of the fight. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, rest on rage potioning because a curse, a simple curse. Because the, so mana is uh, the way that boss works. For example, everyone just has full mana and everything, but at the start you have zero rage actually at the start. So a simple warlock curse. The moment that the boss becomes active, if just a warlock curses it, they're going to pull aggro. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not like if you're not super focused, so it makes sense. I mean, warriors always has zero rage whenever they start. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, that's an extra parts that you have to uh, use for each veil fight. I mean, really, for each boss fight. Yeah, I mean, if you want to optimize, you can get the Uber's fire resist buff. You can pre-pot a greater fire protection potion. You can even stone shield, log off for 30 seconds, log back on after a couple minutes, and then you'll still have a minute and a half left of your stone shield potion. And then you can rage pot right at the pool and last stand and save your shield wall. And there's a whole lots of things that you can. That's kind of cool uh, on tank perspective. Um, doing on my uh, shaman perspective, I think I have, we have the less uh, strategic um, way of uh, raiding, uh, as long as we kind of focus on, you know, the healing. Obviously, I'm glad that I went as a healer. It's more about less uh, stress. Than t- tanks. The most enjoyable time I ever had was whenever I played a Resto Druid in Burning Crusade. I was uh, a guild master for pretty much all of the Burning Crusade, and I played a Resto Druid. I had my Hunter all, but I, I mostly played my Resto Druid, and it was cool because as the Resto Druid, I could see everything. Like I could move around, I could see what everyone's doing, I could see the tanks, I could see the healers, I could do, I could I could see everything as a tank. Uh, you can't really see everything that's around you. You have to be aware of what you're doing and focused on what you're doing, but you can't, you're not able to pay attention to what everyone else is doing completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, you, you said you have also have a druid or mm-hmm. is, that, is that? Yeah, I have, I have a 60 warrior and hunter right now okay. and I'm okay. leveling a druid in preparation for the burning crusade because I do want to play a druid again when burning crusade uh, comes out. I don't really like, healing as a druid in classic i'm still going to do it i I, in burning crusade with a life bloom and regrowth uh not regrowth um wild growth it was just perfect it was just absolutely perfect healing uh you could because druids are great tank healers but they could also heal the raid while they're tank healing they could do everything and so Mm -hmm. most people they don't like resto druids you know priests and shamans what everyone wants and and yes uh but resto druids require the most skill and they're the most important because they're a buffer. In Classic, you have spell batching, and a lot of tanks die because the healers don't get their heals off in time because they're relying on nature swiftness and swift man and all those types of stuff. The hots are really the buffer, and it's a timing thing, and it's part of the strategy. And a lot of guilds, they don't use healing assignments or proper healing assignments, and then they wonder why their tanks die. Some of it's on the tanks, some of it's on the healers, but proper healing assignments and using your druids properly is very important to where you don't die from spell batching. That's cool. Um, you got into the detail there that I never knew about. I only, I think, I only focused on my shaman when it, when uh, Burning Crusade came out. I interchangeably switched between Elemental to Resto, and I think a couple of months after that, I didn't. I quit playing. Um, right after I got my uh, Drake, I think I didn't even get to to raid the 
I remember raiding the first boss of Manoroth. Uh, not Manoroth. The fuck's his name? It, he looks like Manoroth. He's like under. He's uh, he's under that ramparts. Um, what is it? It's the the boss, the raid boss, under the ramparts in uh, Burning Crusade, in the Hellfire Peninsula. Oh, like the Magmadar or something. I don't. I can't remember the name, but the uh, yeah. I know what he talking. looks. He looks. He looks like Manoroth. Oh, the one Hellscream killed. He has the fucking big mouth on his stomach. It's one of those guys. Maybe it is Manoroth. It's the, the one that had the... Um, had like six or so casters, like cultist or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only uh, boss that I killed on that. And after that, I, I don't remember how much of the other raid bosses there. So... That's gonna be a plus when it when that comes out. I'm. You I never mean, did Karazhan. Oh wait, yes, I did. I did Karazhan. You know, Karazhan is one of the coolest raids for sure. I mean, all the it was all pretty good. I mean, you could see the ten mans, the twenty five mans, they felt great. The problem with the forty mans is that it's like you can't really have a forty man without having eighty having an eighty man because. You have so many people that you end up getting so many people that you got to make two raid groups. Um, it's it's a very strange because I remember back in Burning Crusade, I never had to make two raid groups. I you could have thirty people. You know, it's twenty five men range. You'd have thirty people. Uh, you never really needed to have a second raid. You could just have a guild with thirty people, and that was it. But whenever you have to have forty people. With the way that classic set up and the alts and the way that it works, it's like you've got to have two raids really to keep people happy. You can't just have one raid. So then you've got to manage a hundred people instead of thirty people. It's uh, it's it's very strange. Is that a forty man and a twenty man? In Burning Crusade, you had ten mans and twenty five mans. There were no forty men. So like Karazhan was ten man, and then uh. Pretty much most of all the other raids are twenty five man. They had they did have one other ten man that was kind of like uh, in the uh, Stranglethorn, but it was in uh, the Blood Elf area. It was similar to ZG, but it was in uh, the Blood Elf area. Zulamon or something like that. They had so they had two ten mans, uh, but the rest were twenty five. But even that was cool because even then they had the timed event where you could get a special mount if you did like the. It was sort of like a heroic, but not a heroic. They had a timed event uh, in the ZG version of Burning Crusade where you would get a special mount if you completed it in a certain amount of time. Then, like, extra loot chest and stuff like that. Yeah, I do remember that. The Zulaman. Man, that's completely, like, forgot about that. Yeah, it was over a decade ago. Shit. I thought that they had 40 men at Burning Crusade too. I, I nope. thought that didn't happen until, like, Wrath of the Lich King. 25 man so much easier it was way easier to make i remember uh, but i did remember um in back in vanilla when every like 40 man especially you know trying to find people to raid with this is the majority of the problem when it came from 40 man and it seems like it's not really a big problem here um unless you're like really low population servers but then too, I mean, I never had uh, to wait for hours before doing MC. Like back in the day, you know, it's complete. It's completely different. 
Yeah, well, they also, the loot was different, too. They had the tokens where, I think back then, too, it was you the choice of three classes um, on the tokens. And so it was much easier to make sure that loot didn't go to waste. Um, it was much easier to, to gear alts to where you didn't have to um, have a second raid group. Because, like I said earlier, in currently, pretty much all the main guilds, they've got to have at least two raid groups. That was not something that happened in Burning Crusade. You pretty much had your one raid group. Yeah, I'm leveling uh, Hunter right now and kind of reminiscing on how I uh, survived back in the day, especially having a pet and stuff. you Beast Mastery? I'm level 6 at the moment, so... Ah, okay, yeah. yeah it's, it's really fast to level as Beast Mastery. Like, you can just chain pull mobs. Like, you can just kill one mob to 40%, send your pet to attack another mob, and just repeat, just constantly just chaining mobs together. You never have to eat or anything. Mm hmm. Yeah. And how is your mana um, regeneration uh, during fights and stuff? Uh, is it, is that, at level bad, 60? Right? Yeah. Or leveling? Level 60. Like, braid bosses. Yeah. So, uh, you typically don't use Serpent Sting. With a few exceptions, unless if you're doing like a 20 man Oni, then you go ahead and do it. But uh, you, you typically don't use Serpent Sting, so you're not using as much mana as you would on a normal rotation. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't even have to normally use the max mana pots. I will use like the third tier, like the greater mana pots or something a lot of the time. Sometimes I'll use the second best ones. But it's good to have the dark runes, uh, the dark runes or the, uh, the ones you get off the uh, Jadenar or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and also you get in Felwood you get the uh, Night Dragons or whatever they're called so it's, it's good to have the consumable mana and the mana potions but I don't have to use them that often there's maybe one or two fights where I actually have to use uh, one of the better mana potions um, and so it's, it's not that bad but you can really lose the mana pretty quick if the fight lasts longer than it should so in a good guild the stuff dies very fast and so you shouldn't really be running out of mana that much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so the, the lesser the progression of the guild the more mana you're going to have to use and the more that's going to be an issue basically mm -hmm. um and once tier three comes out the tier three gear actually all has mp5 almost it's very strange but once you get tier three you pretty much don't have hardly any mana issues at all um because it's just loaded with mp5 Cool, cool. Um, well, yeah, especially the bosses, like, at the end, um, the last boss from BWO Nefarian, that's, uh, like, a, what, 10-minute fight, almost 8 minutes, maybe, give or take. And that's when you actually had to um, uh, pay attention to your mana. Um, yeah, you can feign death after the... Um, before the actual dragon comes down and, and get your mana back. Um the worst part about that fight, you just have to be careful in the hunter call and make sure you don't break your bow. You bring an extra bow and switch it out. Just make you just gotta time it to where you don't want to mess up your best bow. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really more difficult than managing the mana. Uh, probably in that fight, just making sure you don't break your bow. And during um, your uh, free schedule of not raiding or anything, do you do you do a lot of PvP? Not really. Uh, I don't really 
I like PvP. I really like rated battlegrounds. That's what I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. Arena is fun for certain classes. It's really skill dependent. And it's really skill dependent upon your partner as well. Rated battlegrounds to me were the most fun thing. Were the ten mans. Um, classic PvP, especially waiting two hours on an AVQ and then never getting into AV and War some gold. Rothy basin is fun because it doesn't stall out. Like Rothy basin games, they last. 15 minutes on average maybe mm-hmm. and so really the highlight of pvp and classic is doing like a rocky basis and a pre-made or sometimes for some gulch but those can be a cluster and so it's not really that fun i mean it's still fun to do it every once in a while but it's just not that fun overall uh, without having the ratings and the actual skill level there because it's basically just time spent and so basically you're PvPing with people who just have the time and the will to spend all this time. Um, and so it's not it's not the same. Yeah, for me, I cannot get into um, BGs right now on my Shaman. You know, two hour... Uh, and not even the queue times, really. It's just, I think... Well, I will, I'm more focused on raiding on this because I, I did a lot of uh, PvPing back then and I never really gotten into a, a point where I needed to focus on it so I can get ranked up every single week. And I learned from that that you need a certain amount of time to actually dilly-dally with the just to, yeah. just to gain the repu- uh, the the honor that you need. Yeah, so classic is just nothing but time spent. Uh, Burning Crusade was pretty much like paper rock scissors in arena. You didn't have the rated battleground, so it was pretty much all about your composition. And so it was just paper rock scissors. It's like if you have this comp versus this comp, well, this comp's going to win basically. And the rated battlegrounds, I, I pretty much in Cat and Panda, all I did was rated battlegrounds. To me, that was just really fun. Uh, the ten the ten on ten rated battlegrounds are really fun in Kata and Panda, and that was the only reason why I even played Kata and Panda. The the PVE wasn't that good. What do you like particularly about this uh, server and you know um, all the shit that happened? What made you not leave the server? Well. I originally signed up on another server like most people and when uh, I couldn't log in the first day I think most people that came over here like on day two or three um, and so that's what I did I came here because there's no other server mm-hmm. uh, that I can mm-hmm. log on and I saw the RP server I did have a character on uh, Emerald Dream in retail before I quit playing retail mm-hmm. um, and the thing about RP servers is that the people are normally nicer. Uh, they're normally nicer, but they're normally not as skilled. Um, and that's something I already knew. It's something that still holds true for sure. Um, is that people on RP servers, like if they choose, like they just choose, like they didn't come here because they couldn't get in a queue. They just chose to be here right away. <laughs> the role-playing people tend to be more friendly nicer easier to get along with but they just tend not to be as good at rating in pvp 
Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they have a, you know, it's a different mindset as well. Um, where if you are more focused on rating or you are more focused on PVP, you're going to have a really hard time doing that. It's an accurate uh, description, really, because um, before I, before we um, moved to, before we even like created this whole thing, before I even like talked to my friends on which server we were gonna we're gonna uh, join, since I we were in an RP server back in vanilla Argent Dawn and everybody was pretty cool there and you know there's some you know a couple of assholes but that can't be helped obviously but overall our our um, experience there um, as far in terms of meeting people and dealing with them they were nice so that that's why that they wanted he wanted to create some type of character he wanted to create the characters in some type of um RP realm. Luckily, we found this uh, realm. Well, actually, it was Grobulus at first, but the queue times were so freaking crazy there that you know we were level five and we couldn't even play. So we just decided to come to come here and play instant queue. You know, and we would we'd be leveling up pretty fast. I mean, it's still slow, but faster than. Um, what you can experience in Grabulous back in the day, back then when it came out. Yeah, the other thing uh, with the PV or the RP servers is they typically tend to be more alliance than Horde. You, you almost always have a more alliance. And I don't think I answered, what was the last part of that question? Something about drama or something like that. Yeah, before the shit happens, like what made you stay here? Um... You know, considering a few of the people that left. The other thing that happens on these type of servers is that uh, the egomaniacs, the, um, the the hardcore parsers, the elitist, they get kind of driven off servers like this. Um, they get driven off. They'll either transfer or they'll quit. Um people don't typically change like their personality or who they are. Uh, and so pretty much the only way a human being can change is they have to change how they make decisions because all time does is like whenever someone's trying to be in a relationship with another human being, and they think that someone's going to change. They're not going to change all, all that time does is slowly age you. And all that aging does is just remove your ability to make those stupid decisions. You still want to make those stupid decisions and you're still going to make them. You just may not make them as often because you may no longer have the will and the ability to do so, but you still want to do those dumb things that you've always done. And so the only way that, that people actually change who they are as a person is they have to actually change how that they actually make decisions. Uh, And most people don't change how they make decisions barring some sort of life-altering experience, which even then, most time, people don't. Um, so those type of people who are just immature and uh, or power-hungry and stuff like that, they just get rent off these type of servers because there's just a certain type of... There's just not enough room for them. On normal servers, there's plenty of room for it, and there's whole guilds that are just that. But me, I, uh, I don't want to transfer. I'm not going to transfer to another server. Uh, 
I mean, I could do it, but I just don't see the point in it. I don't want to start over. I like a lot of the players that play on this server already. It's a small server. You pretty much know everyone, good or bad. You pretty much know everyone. And, um, yeah, I I would not transfer off the server. No matter what happens, I will not transfer off the server. I will be here until Burning Crusade, and I'm going to play Burning Crusade. Um, and my main goal going forward is to prepare for Burning Crusade. Um, however that may be the only, the only reason why I even created a guild to start with, uh, right before I hit 60 is because I looked at the guilds. I looked at Oat, I looked at scene, I looked at the guild leaders, uh, and I thought these guys are all crazy as hell, um, and very unstable. And I just wanted to be able to play the game without any drama, without any crap, just be able to log on, play the game knowing that it would be stable and that it wouldn't have to deal with some sort of uncertainty with some sort of uh, unpredictable scenario based upon someone's weird personality. It seemed like all legit, all the guild masters all had some sort of weird personality. Um, either they were arrogant as hell or they were bipolar or they were just crazy or eccentric. <laughs> um, there were just no one that was normal. Like they were just n- not a single raiding guild that I looked at. None of the guild masters seemed normal. And so I was just like, crap. All right, I guess I got to create my own guild just to have a normal playing experience. That's the only reason why I even created a guild because I've, I've done it many times before. I was a guild master several times. It, it wastes a lot of your time. You have to listen to people complaining. Uh, it really takes a lot of the fun out of the game because then you're not really able to join the game. Like I wasn't able to create an alt for a long time because I just couldn't create an alt because I had to you basically have to babysit people. That's another, uh, that's why they probably call it like it's a curse to be being, I mean, you're lucky enough to get one of those guild leaders that are pretty rational. It's kind of a weird thing that you said that, you know, the majority of them are crazy. And I mean, the statistic and the data shows it because there's a lot of uh, guild that I kind of, you know, disband and, I mean, maybe that's not the only reason that they got this band. In your in your situation, was a, a little different too. I made a mistake. Um, I took a shortcut, is what I did. I made the mistake of taking shortcuts, and that shortcut was, is that I allowed someone in a position of power that I knew was not ready for that position of power, but it helped my guild in the short term. It allowed us to do things sooner in the short term, which I knew would be a great benefit uh, to get things going, to get those new recruits and to be able to raid right away with better players, more players, and to just be able to right away, be able to go straight into killing stuff right away and not have to wait around and spend more time recruiting. I took a shortcut. Uh, Typically, um, I like to put people in power that don't want to be in power. Like they don't want to be in power. I just ask them to do it. They don't want to do it, but they'll do it because they know they need to do it. That's what I like to do. And that's the best. That, that's who you want. to. You want people in power who don't really want to be in power. They're just doing it because they have to do it. Um, and so I definitely, I knew right away, like someone like Scorns, I knew what the f- future problem that that might be. But I took the risk because in the short term, it benefited what I was trying to achieve in the short term. And that was my mistake, completely my mistake. You're actually saying that you made a mistake. Some people out there wouldn't even uh, 
justify that. They would just probably get defensive on that. No, you know, no, it doesn't help anyone. Um, I, I will. You have to be able to admit your mistakes, and like, like right now, Scene is the guild master of Crimson, and I'm not really happy with Scene right now. But one thing he normally does normally he can admit when he makes a mistake he might wait way too long to do it sometimes he is kind of blind to when he makes mistakes which is a problem it's a problem um for a lot of people but there are some people who can never admit that they make any mistakes at all and that was kind of like the feeling that i got with oat for example he just seemed impervious to that uh but no i i make mistakes i've, I've made a couple mistakes um but the biggest mistake that I made was putting people in power that I knew I shouldn't put in power. And then I didn't get that power hungriness and, and control quick enough. I let it kind of, I let them reach for more power and I didn't check it soon enough. I should have done it sooner. I, I was wanting to kind of, uh, avoid, the thing is, is that when you take a shortcut and something like that, eventually it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. And it did. Um, so, you know, I've, I've done it many times. And on a small server like this, if it was a larger server, I wouldn't have had to have taken that shortcut. But on the small server, I pretty much didn't have much of a choice. I had to, I had to do something. Or nothing would get done. And so I had to basically choose a lesser of evils. You know, the lesser of evils was, all right, we can make this work now. And there might be a problem later, but it's going to work right now. Or we're not going to get anything done right now. So I had to choose what was the lesser of evils. And the trusting too, uh, probably has a lot of uh, in place with that. Whatever we're doing in here, it's part of the game. And people shouldn't even transfer whatever happens here like should stay just in the game you know i mean you can dislike somebody in the guild and still be in the same guild people seem to not understand that kind of stuff well, right so. now i dislike scene and oat and i'm in both the guilds mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um the only alternative is to create a new guild which that requires so much time and so much effort and it disrupts the other guilds because then it it's just so much and it takes away from your personal life and it's really unhealthy to be a guild master sometimes if if it's not already organized properly like once you get it running it can run itself if you've done it like if you build it properly like i've done it before if you build it properly it'll run itself and then it's like you don't really have to do much anymore it's like it's the hard part is just setting it up but that setup process has to be done so perfectly that now with society too, society is really downgraded. Like 12 years ago, people had much more. Yeah, there were people who were greedy and people who had maybe wanted ninja stuff and whatever, but that wasn't really as bad as what people think it was. Now, people are way more sensitive now. People are way more easily offended. People, The problem now is more of a mental issue. And people now are more mentally unstable and they're more likely to be unhappy they're just much more likely to be unhappy and it's much harder to keep people happy. No matter what you do, it is much harder to keep people happy than what it used to be. And it's much harder to manage these characters. People are much more likely to stab you in the back 
they're much, you know, they're much more likely to do this and that. And it was used to, you would have to try, like you would actually have to try to um, offend someone. Like to offend someone, you actually would have to try to do it. And now you don't have to try to offend anyone anymore. People are just offended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did the, did this whole thing back then kind of affected what's going on in your real life too? Um, if you don't mind me asking. Well, you mean like uh, six months ago, or yeah, like back then? I mean, you know. Oh no, no, no! I don't, I don't care. I, I'm not. The game does not affect my, like, what? One of my strengths, like, I have strengths and weaknesses, like everyone else. One of my strengths yeah. is that mentally, I've never had any problems mentally. Like, I'm always been. I'm a very, I'm like a robot in a way, almost, um, because I don't really have that many emotional highs and lows. That that might be a good thing, that might be a bad thing, but I'm not really affected in any way. Like my life goes on. It's like I still do everything I do, anyways. I don't care. Um, the the only you know, um, so the only way that it affects me, like that didn't affect me. It actually made my life easier because then I was less, I was spending less of my time on the game doing the managerial stuff. Um, so it actually made my life easier. I didn't like, I wasn't sad. I wasn't like upset. The only thing that I felt was disappointment. That's it. That's the only uh, negative emotion that I felt was disappointment, disappointment in human beings. Um, because it was my fault that I gave power to, to Scorns and uh, Nakamas. That was my fault. And I saw it. The thing was, it's not like I didn't see it coming. I saw it coming way before it happened. And I started to try to stop what I knew would probably happen from happening a few weeks. Like I could see it coming slowly. And so then it become more of a, do I just let them become more and more out of control or do I do something? And so, I did something and they didn't like it. And what happened happened. Um, but it, it's, it all goes down to me taking the initial shortcut of putting scorns in power, which I never, sh- I knew I should have done it because anytime someone wants to be in power right away, it's like, that's a red flag. You should never put someone on power that wants to be in power. Uh, is this one of the reason why you like all these things that you kind of keep in mind into your thinking, um, when it comes to discipline, uh, this when uh, your jujutsu comes in, because I heard that jujutsu are, is actually a meaningful way to become more disciplined when it comes to uh, dealing with uh, stress and um, you know uh, just real life stuff. Well, I've always been this way. I've only done jujutsu for about two years now. I've I've always been this way. So jujutsu, though, is like. Most people do jujitsu for self-defense. I don't. I think your best self-defense is your personality. Um, I think if you're putting yourself into a situation where you have to use self-defense, you've already messed up. Now, yeah, it is possible that something may happen, but it's extremely rare. Um, so I do like jujitsu, which is basically submission wrestling, MMA without strikes or intentional strikes. But it's uh, the best one-on-one martial art anyways for one-on-one combat. Mm-hmm. Um to me, it's like a brain exercise because um, it's a mental it's a mental thing. There's always I like problem solving. That's why the guild is called problem solvers. Uh, there's, okay. always, there's always a new problem to solve. It, it's never ending and always changing. 
And so, yeah, it's like whenever I do jujitsu, for example, in a tournament, whenever I spar with someone and they're going 100% trying to rip an arm off me or choke me, um, I am as calm as can be. Uh, Extremely calm. Like if you've ever getting choked or strangled, uh, the calmer you are, the less painful that's going to be. And the same thing, if you like fall or or someone's trying to rip your arm or or your whatever it is, the calmer you are and, and the more flexible you are, but the calmer you are, the less damage you're going to take. Um, that, that is just one of the, that's one of the things is that you can see things more clearly as well. Um, you, 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 it's efficiency. Uh, like, like my strategy, for example, is to be very efficient, is to be very safe, to be very efficient. So everything that I do is oriented about not getting injured, to be very efficient in my energy, because I will often have like seven to 10 matches uh, in a day whenever I do a tournament. And I can't just go crazy right away because then I won't have any energy left. And so a lot of people, they use all their energy right away and then they get either physically tired or they mentally give up. They psychologically give up. Um, and so just simply not giving up physically or mentally, um, it's just, it's very interesting. Uh, it's, it's different. Um, but, but I also think differently than other people as well. Um, like the way that I do jujitsu, for example, is completely different than the way most people do it. Yeah. Um, when it comes to that too, are you, uh, particularly practicing one specific or two specific skill set when it comes to jujitsu or is that what you're talking about? Um, the, the way you just explained it was that your skill set that you're focusing on. So the first thing is that, yeah, the answer to your one question, it will humble you because, I mean, you're going to get your ass kicked. I mean, um, if, if if someone's done jiu-jitsu for, say, a year and a bodybuilder wants to try to – comes in and has never done jiu-jitsu, a 13-year-old girl, if they've done jiu-jitsu for their entire life, they have a chance against a 300-pound bodybuilder. It doesn't mean they're going to win, but they actually have a chance. They can get, like, a, a leg lock, and they actually have a real chance. Um but yeah, the way that I do it though is is it goes back to the problem solving is I want to be efficient. And so to me, I'm thinking, oh, well, everyone likes to do takedowns. Well, what if I remove takedowns from the equation? What if I just start on the ground? So I do that. I can pull guard. I can start on the ground. I completely eliminate all that time my opponent spent practicing takedowns. It goes out the window. It doesn't matter anymore. But then what if I can remove leg locks from the equation by my way that I position my feet and play my guard in an open guard? And all that time that they spent practicing leg locks, it no longer matters. And I think about all these things. And so instead of trying to learn every single thing, it's impossible. It, it, I, you, it's, you don't want to be one dimensional, but the person who has the best A game almost always will win. If their A game is so much better than the other person's A game, they're going to win. Uh, yeah, you want to have an A and B from every single position. Like you want to know exactly, no matter what position you're in, you want to know exactly what you can do. And you want to be able to go back and forth between A, B, and C, but you don't need to know E, F, G, H, and I. You don't really need to know all that. Um, so I definitely found specializing, at least in the short term, everything else you'll get well-rounded over time slower, but you still get well-rounded. It's just slower, but you get much, much better at specializing in specific transitions, kind of like a video game controller, like having a neutral position, for example, mm-hmm. like open guard, like you do jujitsu. Do you? No, I don't. But I, I remember when I was, uh, trying to get you into my podcast and I was trying to just make a, a easy conversations. I have 
I have been kind of looking up our um our my town to see if anybody is going to if anybody at all has a, a jujitsu um training area here that I can sign up with, especially with uh, my daughter uh, turning uh, a five. Um, I want to get into. I want to get her into that kind of stuff when she uh, gets a little older. It's the most useful. So things like karate and taekwondo are basically a choreographed dance routine. That's all they are. Now, if they're like three to seven years old, it's it's okay to teach them some discipline. But in a fight, a high school wrestler will destroy a black belt in karate or taekwondo. Like someone who just wrestled a couple years in high school. They will completely destroy a black belt in karate or taekwondo without it, without a doubt, just destroy them. And jujitsu mm-hmm. takes wrestling to another extent. It adds submissions and all these other things. It's so much, it's way better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying earlier, though, it's like I, I actually want to remove all the possible things that can happen. So the more that I remove, the less things that can happen, the less I have to think about and the less I have to know and be good at. And so like in jujitsu, for example, you have standing, you know, which is takedowns, wrestling and judo. And then you have the ground part, which you have the upper body and the lower body. And now there's a lot of people who are focused on the lower body. So they don't have to get past the waist to get to the upper body. Now they just go for legs and and heel hooks. And so if I remove two thirds of the equation from the equation and I spend all my time specializing in this one third but i'm able to force my opponent to engage in where i am specializing at then i have completely got 300 more training time in this one area than they do and so if we've each spent two years in total training overall i may have three times more experience in this particular area if not more and so it gives me a huge advantage like whenever i do competitions I can beat people who are of a higher rank because I am specialized in a, a certain way that they just don't have the experience that I do in that specialization that I force them to engage me in. Just to finish up tonight, when you were, um, I asked you earlier about um, training jujitsu uh, since this whole coronavirus thing going on. Uh, obviously, you can't go into gyms anymore and practice with other people um how are you dealing with um your time being of uh, practicing jujitsu and how are you doing it well i have a garage with mats and so i like two days ago i invited someone on sunday sunday i had someone come over and we trained for three hours straight you know we we would drill certain things um, and then we would spar a little bit and drill some more, but there's certain ways like we, we basically train for three hours and neither one of us had trained that much for the past three weeks, uh, because all the official places are closed. Um, and so like a lot of people, you know, that are more serious, like casual people aren't going to be doing that, but the more serious people, you know, you get addicted to it and you want to train. And so people will have mats and then they might go train one-on-one. Um, and so that's pretty much what, unless they live with someone, uh, who's also does it, uh, that's pretty much what's happening is people will invite someone to train one-on-one in some garage or something. And, um, I mean, what's the restricted uh, cleaning up before that? Do you actually tell them to, like, okay, wash your hands before we do this or take a no, shower? I mean, you're, shower you're literally thing. sweating on each other. I mean, your sweat's getting in each other's eyes and whatever. I mean, there's no – it's like either you're going to be sanitary or you're not. I mean, it's – if someone has something, if someone has a flu or something – I mean, nor, ideally, the, 
you should have a good immune system. Like just having a good immune system will fight off pretty much everything. It's like wolves. Wolves don't get sick hardly. You know, they have very good immune systems. The people who are constantly doing, have a healthy lifestyle are going to have pretty good immune systems. Now there are certain people in jujitsu when they first start that are not very sanitary and they don't wash their stuff and they have to be told to be more sanitary uh, when they first start. But after someone's been training for like three months, they completely under, like they actually will become way more, like their hygiene will be better than it's ever been in their entire life because they know that they have to have very good hygiene doing something like that. Well, man, uh, let's end it uh, on that. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate that you did this, man. Um, all right, see you, man. See you. Have a good one. <laughs>